Anyway, we, we are five o'clock. It's we are. We're five. It's live. And people yeah. tuning in will notice that this week in events, this week, we are working from home in solidarity with everybody who's gone into tier three. Yeah, we're, we're with you. We're working from yeah. home. We're not yeah. in our studios. Um, and of course, we're talking about what's going on in the world's meeting and events. And we're just having a little chat, really, aren't we? Yeah. So we're relaxed. If, if anyone's watched this, if you watched any of the previous episodes on this show, you know, uh, we are here. Hopefully, this is just the kind of conversation that Maria and I would be having anyway. And we're going to inviting you into the conversation. We have different perspectives on things. I'm obviously a, a keynote speaker um, on creativity, innovation, AI. And Maria is not. Maria has come from the <laughs> other side of the fence, come from the bureau side and a very, very successful um, bureau owner as well. So we have different perspectives on things, as you'll probably find out in just a moment. So as you come in, please let us know where you're joining us from in the comments section, wherever you're watching this just now. Shall we get into the show and talk about what we're going to be talking about today? Yeah, I mean, I suppose the, the most exciting thing is we've changed things up a bit. Now we've been doing it for a little while and we've been experimenting. We thought, well, okay, let's let's just find a, a different format. And the format we're going to have, we're going to have three segments each week. We're going to have guest of the week, topic of the week, and tool of the week. Tool of the week is still my favourite. Uh, although guest of the week, I think, may become the next favourite, I think, um, depending on, on who we manage to entice. This is actually a great opportunity, isn't it, for people? Yeah, so this is going to be something we're just going to start. We're not starting it this week. We're going to start it next week. So it's an opportunity for you. What we're looking for is every single week, we're going to bring on a new guest into the show for the first 10, 15 minutes of the show. And what we're kind of looking for, and this, if this is you, if you have a tactic or a technique or a strategy that is actually working, getting you gigs, speaking gigs, now, you could be a bureau owner, agent, you could be a speaker, you could be a trainer, it doesn't really matter. But the thing is, uh, we want to hear those stories, those things that you've actually tested and you've tried, and it's actually generating results. And Maria, you've already told me about a couple of people I think we're going to have on as guests soon who have just done like one thing and it's like, I mean, some incredible results. Well, actually, James, I made it wider than that. I made it not only about the speaking part, and I think we should make it wider because we're talking about events and things. So I think if you're an event supplier or an event organizer or a meeting planner and you're having success, uh, maybe you've, you know, you've had great success in the virtual world. So I think I'd like to expand it. Is that okay, okay. with you? That's yeah, super. This, this is yeah, this is yeah. this is a, this whole show is a work in progress. As you, if anyone watching, <laughs> you'll, you'll find as well. So if that sounds like you, if you have something that's just really working in your business, and don't come on, just tell us like, well, I've been doing things on Instagram, and it's been getting me lots of likes. That that's not really what we're looking for. We're looking for things that actually move the needle in some significant way in your business. So if that is you, please leave in the comments below. Just maybe just say some of the results you're getting, just kind of raise your hands in the comments there. And um, and then Maria and the team will kind of reach out and we'll have a little conversation with you about coming on as being a guest next week. Or yeah. So, yeah, so really important, you know, what sort of role do you have? So if you're a speaker, tell us you're a speaker, tell us what type of speaker you are, what results you're getting. So, or if you're a meeting planner, what type of meeting planners, where you're based and the, the results that you've achieved specifically in 2020, I think. Let's yes. leave it with the whole of 2020 because 2020 has been an eye-opening year, hasn't it? Yeah. So 2020 vision. <laughs> 2020, definitely. Let's, let's go with 2020 vision. Yeah. So that's good. Let's um let's maybe get into our our big topic 
of the week. Uh, now, this is something you and I have been talking, we've spoken about a number of times over the, over the mm. past seven months. And uh, um, so, so it, the, the topic is, where are all the women speakers? Um, and I thought what we'd do is we just kind of go back and forth a little bit. And this is kind of where we want you to join in as well and give us your thoughts because there may be things there's probably things i'm going to say that you people will disagree with that's fine uh maybe things maria says maria's much more agreeable than me but um uh so <laughs> so please give us your comment as i'm as we're kind of going through some of these what are some of the observations that you have about why you think that or if you maybe you don't think uh where are all the women speakers why is there less representation of women on a lot of the big stages virtual or or in person so Maria, let's talk. Let's talk about this because you actually have. I think you've got a sense of stats as well. You always come with really good stats on these things. Well, I'm not not very many stats, but I've got a few stats. But uh, I also feel qualified to speak about females because I am a female, and I know that if you there are 72 other genders apparently on Facebook, um, we're focusing on females because we don't feel qualified to talk about any others. So apologies. So we are limiting our our content here uh, because we we need to be qualified. And if anybody wants to come in and talk about diversity. Absolutely. Later on, and the success yes. they've had, we're very happy to talk about that. So, um, the, interestingly, you pointed out to me a report by MPI, which is uh, Meeting Planners International. Is it Meeting Planners? It is Meeting Planners International. That's right. Uh, yeah, seventy percent. Well, actually, they get really upset. So it's actually now Meeting Professionals International because there's I did wonder. Meeting planners I did get a little bit. Meeting planners, meeting professionals. I know some meeting professionals get upset when you see the word meeting. Yeah, I, exactly. That's why I checked. I had a feeling I had got it wrong. <laughs> so apologies. So straight away, with a couple of gaffes already, we're only we're, we're six upset in. NPI already. Great. Yeah, it's brilliant. Anyway, they did a report uh, end of last year, a very good report. Um, and it was talking about, you know, it was actually titled Where Are All the Female Speakers, which is where we took our, our title from because it was a great title. And they were saying that 70% of events um, are, you know, still being done by men. And um, I thought, well, let me have a look at that. Uh, and it, this was a study of 60,000 speakers in 23 countries. So it was pretty thorough, really, you could say. So I thought, let me look up the statistics at uh, London Speaker Bureau um, and the last month. Let's look at recent stats because I wanted to see what was going on. You know, it's been a good month. You know, it's been a good month. Um, and actually, it's 35% women and 65% men, so it's not far off. But I was encouraged by the fact that it was a, a little bit higher than the average. That was interesting. So we thought, let's look at you know why we feel there aren't as many women out there. Because last time I checked, 50% of the population, more or less, is female. Yeah. Um, and and actually, last time I went to... And interestingly, I know on the, the um, National Speakers Association, over 50% of the members are female as well. I think it's like 54%. It may, may have changed. I know they're doing a new survey soon as well. So um, wherever you go in, in any of the speakers association, I, I often find it tends to squint a little bit more, more female. Uh, so mm. that's kind of, so you said you were kind of surprised at 35%. You were surprised that it was too, it was higher than you thought or lower than you thought? I, it's, it's actually higher than I thought because also I, I thought it was more like 25 
percent 25 75 so i was encouraged that it was you know 70 percent globally and also encouraged that it's actually 35 65 currently but that's a, a snapshot um but we we decided to come up with some ideas didn't we of you know why you thought um you know it was this was the reason and i've come up with five reasons and i don't know should i go first with my first go, one let's, and, let's, let's and, go through. yeah we probably, we probably yeah. have some of the same reasons so let's go let's go through yeah let's see let's see and, and just a comment anybody who's commenting from facebook if you don't give um StreamYard permission to identify you. We don't know who you are unless you tell us. Claire, thank you for saying it's you. Um, you and we've seen some really nice comments. And it's nice to know that we've got somebody listening. Somebody's saying that yeah, 2020 eye opening is putting it lightly. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> eye watering. I think eye watering is probably that's a British understatement there. I know. Yeah, for an Italian, that's quite good, isn't it? So um, I think that um, there are fewer women speaking because. I think women either don't put themselves forward or decline invitations more often because of their other commitments is one of my theories. I don't know if you agree with that or not. Yeah, I mean, don't put not putting yourself forward I, in terms of why not putting yourself forward. Uh, you mentioned like the commitments, which is I'm sure is true for me. It's always and I coach a lot of most probably a larger percentage of my speakers. You members are, are, are women speakers. And I find it's it's more mindset. Um, I, me I remember there was a there was a great uh, quote which was I think it was from uh, no it was uh, Elizabeth Gilbert the the writer Elizabeth mm. Gilbert who wrote Eat Pray Love, and she said she was talking about perfectionism. And this is the thing I I, that I see with a lot of my members who I'm saying why are you not putting yourself forward to go and speak on that stage? You should be on that. That should be you on that stage. And they said, well, I'll, I'll, we'll do it when. It's, uh, my speech is 100% right, or I've got these great new photos from my thing, or I've got the perfect showreel, or, or the thing. And when you kind of drill down on it, it's, it starts off initially as a perfectionism myth. I have to be perfect. But as, as uh, Elizabeth Gilbert said, she said, perfectionism is just fan a fancy way of saying fear. It's, it's fear in Jimmy Choo's shoes, is the way I think she expressed it. Um, so it's like a high class type of fear. And, and I see this all the time, I've spoken and we want to credit Pagin Eshabaria here as well because she's been influenced a lot of my thinking about this from Power Women of NSA where she said we've had a conversation where let's say if you have a call for speakers for a conference a hundred guys will put themselves forward for it even if only five of them are actually really qualified and they're actually good to speak on it but you might have a hundred women who are just as qualified but hardly any of them put themselves forward so that's mm. that's uh that's some for me that I feel like that's a mindset thing that mm. needs to be challenged. Mm. But, but you're saying okay. you think it's not, you're not saying the mindset is actually, it's the, um, you mentioned the circumstances you feel. That yeah, I mean, I, I do feel that um, most of the time it is the, the woman's role to look after the children and to take care of the household. And if a child is ill or a child has a commitment, they come first often. Um, and so, th and, and then maybe they'll turn things down for, for that reason, or um, they might decline or have to pull out because a child is ill. So I wasn't thinking in terms of um, the it, sort of imposter syndrome. I don't actually like that term imposter syndrome mm. personally. Um, but so I'm thinking from that point of view. So there's a few comments actually here. So yeah. nice to see Alison Edgar, who is now an MBE. Congratulations. Congratulations. Alison. Well done. How cool nice is that? 
Yeah, uh, Lavelda is here. She's saying, I agree wholly that there's a lot of uh, mindset stuff with female speakers. I find the same with my clients. I know she does a lot of work helping helping uh, females. Henry is saying that there are not enough female speakers because there are still too many boards and groups and leaders who, who you know, who are male and tend to book yeah. males. Yeah, um, and, and actually she's right. And 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 actually that was one of my other ones that, you know, it's the role models there. Um, yeah. What else have we got here? Tom is saying uh, women, if they put themselves forward for a job, like to be 95% qualified. If they are 20% qualified, they'll apply, they'll fake it and learn on the job. That's mm -hmm. interesting. <laughs> That's interesting, you naughty boys slap wrists. Okay. But, but I, think, I think it was Henry who was just talking. I mean, this is an interesting one. So we talk about what where are the women speakers? So let's assume like in National Speakers Association, there's more female speakers than there are male speakers. Why is that not necessarily being reflected on some of the bigger stages? And th this... You know, if we think about uh, Fortune 500 companies, why is there only, and I'm going to take a guess here, 20% of board members and C-suite, the, the CEOs, chairs who are female? So why why the organization as a whole might have 50-50 or maybe more female, but when you get to those senior levels, that's, that's the thing. So it's like, mm. when, and I think you mentioned that role model, piece but like, like if we were to if we were to say someone on the street give me a name of a motivational speaker who's the first person when you think of a motivational speaker what do you think they would say it's going to say tony robbins yeah i think yeah, yeah. they're think not going to say would, female do you think anyone would say like if you said you know tell me about a, a female motivational i'm just using motivation as a topic here but like motivational speaker the public would know who do you think they would say um, I don't, I think they'd probably say someone like Oprah Winfrey, but she's more of a broadcaster than a motivational speaker and sort of somebody that people look up to. But I think they, they might say Oprah. Yeah. We should yeah, try I, it. Go out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, we should we do a box pop later on. See, I, I think this is really fascinating on, on the role model because not all industries conform to this same thing. So if we look at the, the legal industry, that's quite similar to the speaking industry or traditionally was that you had lots of female uh, uh, associates and maybe even partners, but very few senior partners, managing partners. But then if you look on the flip side, if you look at something like um, forensics, if you mm. look at the world of forensics, uh, Professor Sue Black, who's a forensic anthropologist, I heard her speak, brilliant, brilliant speaker. And she, she was saying one of the reasons why the most senior jobs in forensics are held by women is on TV and film more of the senior people on those shows are women. So you can imagine mm. yourself, if you see someone that looks like you or sounds like you, you're more likely to think, I can do that. You know, <laughs> so yeah. it's like the, no, the, the, the role model. The role model thing, yeah. Yeah, the role model thing. So, so uh, you've actually we've actually covered three of mine now because mum was oh. the, um, the, the, the the declining. The other one was not coming forward, which you covered really, um, and then the role models. So here's another one, and I wonder if it's also an issue is um, the tech element at the moment. Because and I don't know, is that a gender bias to say that guys are usually better? With, I mean, I love tech. Um, I'm I, I you know I sort of muddle my way through, um, and there are women like me who love tech which is why i love tool of the week because i love yeah. you know a gadget or an app or whatever um i don't know do you think that women are more intimidated by technology or is that just really old-fashioned i don't know i mean i think it's a little bit of a double-edged sword here because certainly if we probably hang out in some of the same groups we're using a tool just now called ecamm we're using another tool called stream uh stream and so if you hang out in those facebook groups those tend to go a little bit more um male 
in terms of the people that are using them. And I think some of that actually comes because of gamer culture, because a lot of what we ah. do now in live streaming was comes from gaming culture, with, where people would mm. live stream their gaming. So that's a little bit left over from, from that world, I think. But there's also a great opportunity here. And, and actually, this, this is not a male or a female thing, but for, for people who have children, especially younger children, virtual speaking is an absolute boon because now you can look after your children or elderly grandparent parents or something without necessarily having to get on a plane and even when it comes back mm -hmm. you could fill it so it's a little bit of a double-edged sword so I, i'm not gonna i'm not sure about the technical side i i think i would need to, to see some data for it it feels like that could be the case but i don't have anything to, to prove it at this yeah. stage yeah and actually the point you make is really great because um the declining information uh, invitations because of commitments now when it's virtual isn't such a, a big deal because you can literally be in the next room yeah. as as the kids you can still be at home so you're not um you're not illegal by abandoning them and leaving them on their own to go and do a gig because you're no. actually there well, and, and talking about technology if you think about it um where where we're, we're going we're, it certainly feels like me with a lot of speaking for certain types of clients, not like for more public events, let's say. Um, those ones traditionally in the past, they might have gone to someone because they were a top author, a nonfiction business author. And in the in the nonfiction business world, those books you would see at airports, when we used to go to airports, a lot of men. And they were mm. reviewed by a lot of men. And the publishers, mm. although it was a bit more of a split. So that kind of tended to be itself. So but writing was is a relatively low-tech thing. But you see a lot of conferences now, they're not necessarily wanting to book speak, uh, authors, you know, famous authors anymore. They want to book influencers. Mm. And I hate that word with a passion, influencer. But if you look at some of the biggest influencers, they're, they're more female, I would say. So that'll be interesting to see whether influencer culture starts putting itself to the fore in, in conferences. I would imagine... I would imagine it would for certain types of industries. We're going to start seeing that push forward a little bit more. Mm, interesting. Actually, you know, we said, where are all the female speakers? I think they're actually all on this live. <laughs> so we're getting lots of comments from lots of ladies here. Um, so uh, Alison's asked, do you have any stats for, on age ranges for, for women speakers? Sadly, I don't. Um, yeah. It'd be lovely if there was more research done on the speaking industry and, yeah. and more stats available. That is so difficult. It's all so fragmented, isn't it? Um, so we've got Facebook users saying it's totally opening a new market. Completely agree and totally agree that it's not either or or it is actually a new market. Totally agree. Uh, love that. Um, visibility is so important. And actually, yes, that's that was one of my comments too, yeah. that I think a lot of women have lower visibility. Um, at, at why? I don't know. Um, and again, I haven't got any stats. It's just a feeling that I see more more men on social media being sort of, you know, being out there, unless obviously you're following me because I'm always there on time. You're, 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 I can't but, go, I mean, you can't get away from me. And, and, and so there's, there's a little bit of a thing. I, I've been sharing a video a lot this week by someone mentioned, as Kathleen Hoffman's mentioned, Mel Robbins, who I really mm. like. I, I just, she's, in terms of the speaking world, um, she's phenomenal. She's like, she's, she's very, very good. And she does very high, high gloss things. She's a TV presenter in the States as well. But her recent videos that she's been sharing are very, um, Sim simple, real, like to the camera heart. 
I mean, no makeup, nothing fancy or anything, but her, her, her ability to tell a story and to push that story through and to really connect is brilliant. And so there's no fancy graphics, no fancy green screen stuff, no fancy hair and makeup, just her, her message and it's connecting. And if anyone wants to go in, if any, if any of you are feeling a little bit knocked about just now by all the COVID stuff, go and check out some of Mel's latest videos because I think they're outstanding in terms of her getting across a message and uh, and being, as a motivational speaker, being motivational in a different way. Yeah, fantastic. I actually have been enjoying Dan Pink's Pinkcast. I don't know if you've seen that. I found that really uh, uplifting. And again, short videos. I do like the short. I've got a short attention span, so I like that. Um, so listen, the other one I've got is a bit of a controversial one here. And mm. I don't know if I should go on the record saying it or not. Why not? It's, it's, only, it's, uh, it's only me, you and a few hundred people or something. It's just us. Okay, just between us. Come yeah. closer. There are... There are fewer women, right? But when you've got a problem and if someone's going to be difficult, it's going to be a woman. And I wonder if it's we remember that fact that we've had difficult and awkward experiences with the women speakers because there are fewer of them. But I can tell you there are a lot of a lot of not a lot. There are women who are really difficult to work with. Mm. And I think some organizers will avoid women because they think, are they all like that? And we do ourselves a really a big disservice. So actually, I'm going to plead out there, ladies, behave and, and you know, be really good to work with and easy to work with because we just do. We just ruin it for everybody else. I think I, I mean, that, that's, that's interesting. I'd love to get people's comments on that. If you think, uh, you know, no, I've got neck, a comment there saying, really? We, yeah, really, really. I've had some, you know, I've had I've had certain female speakers reduce okay. my clients to tears. In brutal in brutal transparency, I'm going, to, I'm going to tell everyone a story just now. I'm not going to say who, who the thing is uh, or who the client was. I was speaking at a conference. It was a very big conference. And we were traveling in like a, a speaker's bus, I guess, like a little small uh, minibus thing. Myself, two of the other speakers who are female speakers uh, from the U.S. And uh, the organizer, the conference organizer, who was also a woman. And we're, we're kind of going on to the, the thing. And one of the, the female speakers in the bus said, to the conference organizer, we were kind of chatting and having a laugh and said, so why don't you have more women speakers speaking at your conference? You've got me and her, but like the majority is guys. What, what's going on? And the conference organizer uh, who didn't mince her words and she was uh, very straight to the point, she said it's because women speakers are more of a pain in the neck than male speakers. At this point, I... I'm, I, I go quiet and move to the back of the bus expecting and <laughs> as the fireworks start going off and, and, and everything. And so because I'm a speaker and not an event organizer or a, a bureau, I don't see a lot of that stuff. I'm, I just, I'm working with a client and usually the clients I'm working with, if it's the events team, they're mostly women, usually for, you know, for the, mm. the senior events organizers are women. So I don't get your perspective. I don't see the things that you see or the client sees all the time that having those conversations just, oh, this speaker is such a pain. Because I, I know a lot of uh, speakers who I really like, uh, male speakers, and the key thing that they push in their their bureau kits is that they're easy to work with. It's like a, Absolutely. It's a 
thing. It's so important. It's so important. Yeah. And so I'm, yes, it's terrible. And I don't know if we notice it more because there are fewer. It could well be that. It could well be that. But it certainly stands out and, and it grates. Um, we should mention our sponsor. I don't know if we should do that now, James. What do you think? Yeah. Let's, 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 um, because I, I've got maybe two or three other little bits on this, but we want to give a big thanks out to London Speaker Bureau. They are our sponsor for the series. We're now on episode five, I believe, of this weekend event. Oh, let's not do that again. How many, how many episodes? <laughs> so, uh, so London Speaker Bureau are really the world's only global speaker bureau. They have offices, I believe, in 18 countries, or they have 18 offices all around the world. They represent the creme de la creme of keynote speakers, but also people doing uh, boardroom advisory as well. So if you're watching this just now and you're planning a conference and you're looking for that maybe next great female speaker for your event, then check out londonspeakerbureau.com. Thanks to all their support for this as well. So we, we, we sorry, you had a couple more, you said a couple of more. Well, yeah, so we, we talked about mindset, we talked about role models, uh, situation, um, author, authorship as well. The, the final one I was, I was just going to mention is actually is the types. So the type of event and the type of topic you speak on. Um, mm. This was talked to me by Sally Hogshead, who's a great speaker from the United States. When she decided on what topic she wanted to speak about, uh, she did a lot of research and she found that speakers that speak on the topic of creativity earn on average $5,000 less per speech than speakers that speak on innovation. So when she, was <laughs> yes. that, she tilted more towards innovation and that, I thought that well, that's, that's, that's really smart. So there's certain topics which are just, they get paid more. They get, they're in higher demand. They get paid more. And so if you are female speaker and just getting started just now, pay attention when you're doing your research, which, which topics get paid the best if you want to be paid higher. And the other one, and I remember seeing this research years ago, was just said that uh, fundraising comp events where they're looking for an outside speaker, paid professional speaker for fundraising events, squints much more towards female speakers. But when you get those uh, events, I'm going to say, you know, like the economist type events or the big thought leaders, the Davos style um, kind of events, that squints heavily towards male. And those higher profile, those higher big thought leader events tend to pay more than the, the fundraiser events so there's there's a little bit of that so thinking about from a positioning standpoint as a speaker regardless of male or female think about the kinds of audiences that you want to speak to and maybe if you're wanting higher i'm saying probably you want to go more in the corporate world than the industry associations associations tend to pay a little bit bit less so that's that's just you know male or female it doesn't really really matter so I'm, I'm sure we, I'm sure we're getting comments. We must be getting thoughts on this. Yeah, I mean, people wanted to people wanted to know what the bad behaviours are. I mean, I'd have to give Ooh. definite examples. I think it's a bit difficult. But 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 put it this way: I suppose lack of flexibility, um, being demanding things that are really not necessary, uh, be, being diva-ish, uh, and you can be a diva if you're male as well, of yeah, course. Absolutely. Um, and um, not always sticking to what's being agreed, um, you know, that kind of stuff. You know, the kind of stuff that's just not really professional. Um, but anyway, I think we also ought to touch on a few things that maybe can be done to increase the number yeah. of, of females on stage. So, so a couple of thoughts from me. Um, I think 
first of all, probably have a bit more diversity in the organizers. So we do have many women in, in the, in this industry, but maybe they're not always on the decision panel. Uh, yeah. and, and we probably don't have diversity full stop, you know, representing everybody anyway, not just the females. Um, uh, I think it should be, that would be a start. I think would be one thing. I don't know if you've got anything to add to that or any others. Yeah, so, sometimes I mean there there is inherent bias in in some people in everyone. There's there's certain bias in everyone. Um, so sometimes you can once you've confirmed you as a speaker for event, and, I, and I'm actually I'm going to speak to the to the the males here. In in the uh, if you've been invited onto a panel or as a keynote speaker, once you've confirmed yourself, so you've done your deal. Um, ask them, are you now looking, or can you tell me a little bit more about maybe other speakers that you're looking for? This gives you an opportunity to su suggest speakers. I've done this a number of times, and the conference organizers have been women. And I'm saying, listen, you know, you're looking for this topic here. You know, do you know there's this great speaker here as well? And so you can, you're doing a little bit of kind of signposting. Now, that then is your responsibility then as a speaker to understand in your topic area and in related topic areas to you who the great female speakers are on it. So, yeah. so th th that requires research because if, if you just see the same people you see every time, you're going to often you're going to recommend someone that looks like you, sounds like you, is from the same country as you. Um, so you have to kind of look a little bit more, more broadly. And, that, and, and that's, that's an opportunity for you if you truly believe your job is there to serve the client, to serve the client in a, in a slightly different yeah. way. Absolutely. And, and Lavelle has made a lovely point here. She's saying diversity in decision making, yeah. I think, would make a significant difference. Fantastic. Wonderful. So um, the other thing I think is um, to avoid tokenism. There is a, there are, t does tend to be like, you know, we've got all men. Let's add a, a woman just as a token gesture yeah. instead of really thinking about, you know, adding value and thinking about that. It has to be the right person for the role, of course. But you know, let's just not put a token female yeah. in as such. And, and also what some conferences try and do, you have to catch them out on this if you see them trying to do this, is on a panel, let's say if I get invited to do on a panel, um, they will put, they won't bring any females as panelists, but they'll hire a female moderator. And mm. that allows them to tick the box to say, we have diversity. No, <laughs> that doesn't really work that way. So um, so you, you obviously want to get the best speakers to the job. But if you truly believe when the population is 50 percent that you can't have, you know, or, or thereabouts, you know, as, as, as female, add diversity. Now, once again, we're only talking about diversity here in terms of one type of gender. So there's a lot of diversity and much bigger topic than that. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. And absolutely. Ethnicity, etc. So um, the, the other thing I think is about supporting and mentoring women. And I know there are people in the group who do that. And and, yeah. and also we've got to sort of support each other uh, as well, sort of not just in, you know, uh, recommending each other, but actually, you know, be kind to each other. Women can be very competitive. Just as men can, no. but we can't. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> did, you not, did you not know that? As we as we get older, we get softer and kinder. But um, you know, I think young younger certainly we're incredibly competitive, and uh, yeah. So just sort of help helping, you know, girl power. <laughs> what what is as fascinating is is in my previous life before being a speaker, as you know, I was an artist manager, and so I, I managed a lot of artists with big egos, male and and female, and. Uh, 
and I, I know I know what you're talking about, but the the competitive, the different styles of of, of competition. Um, but uh, yes, that's true. Um, and I know that people are asking about what paid speak paid women speakers do you love to refer? Um, uh, there's a number of, depending on what the client is looking for. In my own topic area, which is around creativity, I'll refer you to someone like Denise Jacobs, who's a speaker that lives in Miami. She's really good. If you're looking for a speaker who's more on futurism and things like that, Kate O'Neill from New York. I'm just mentioning some US speakers here as well. Um, what about yourself? When you know who are the when you think of like top, who should we be looking at as role models? Uh, well, I'll tell speakers. you. I'll tell you the our most booked female speakers from last year. Um, two names that, that that I can share with you straight away. Um, Shivi Jervis, um, who's yeah, a futurist, sure. great speaker, uh, and Inmar Martinez. Both of them looking at future because those were very hot topics. So those were in our top. Uh, 10 uh, most book speakers um, for last year. Um, so definitely would recommend those. There are a lot of great speakers, actually a lot of great female speakers. Of course, it has to be re relevant to the topic. So yes. uh, we're, we're lucky we actually have we have quite, quite uh, some How, how do you people. feel about positive discrimination then? So I had the quick question here from Lavelda, which is, this is an actually uh. interesting point. And I first, uh, now who was it? Andrew Bryan was a speaker in Singapore. I know he, he does this. Um, he said, I have had men on panels I've moderated refuse to do a panel discussion if there wasn't a woman on the panel. Yeah, so, I, I, you know, I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm, I, I'm actually I just got an inquiry today for a panel to speak on a panel. So I'm going to now ask. I know the moderator is is, is a woman, but I'm going to ask who the other panelists are now. So thank you, Lavelle. Yeah, that's good, 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 good. Yeah, good, good. So listen, we I suppose we're running out of time. We've overrun, but we've got to do our tool of the week, haven't we? Really? Uh, yes, our tool of the week. We should describe what what is a tool of the week. Right. So a tool of the week is basically it's either an app or a gadget that we love to use, or it's a person who is a total tool that we want to call out. And we've actually, we've not done that yet, have we? We might have to do that at some point. <laughs> it could be coming. It could be coming sooner. Than we, it could be coming, yeah. Sooner than we think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, can I go first? Go for it. Go for it. Okay, so mine is a low tech solution to a problem. Um, so I shut my door when I'm um, uh, filming because otherwise you can see the door in shot. And sometimes, uh, and sometimes I shut the door because I just want quiet. And you know, the partner will come in with a cup of tea and I'm streaming. So what I did, I, I wanted to get one of those things with the lights that said on air, but they're just yeah. too complicated with all, either the technology or the wires. So I got this. Oh, that's very nice. <laughs> and I just hang that on the door, you see. I've taken it off now, so we'll probably get interrupted. But yes, do that. that. Now, nice? where did you get it? Did you get it from Etsy or one of those kind of stores, or was it easy to find online? I actually got it. I got it from Amazon, and we'll put a link if anybody wants to. But that's a nice, low-budget way of saying you are live, you see, like rather that. than having one of those. Although I did want one of those boxes, you know, with saying, you know, with a red light. But uh, but this is my, you know, they are. There you go. I, so I, that's, I my, need, my, need, that's my gadget. I, I'm going to get one of those for our Amazon delivery person who always seems to turn up when I'm filming as well. So that's good. We, we like that. Low-tech, bit of low-tech. Fantastic. Is, your, is yours low-tech? I bet it's not. No, no, I'll do a little take one next week, maybe. Uh, my uh, tool of the week is something that has saved us a lot of money uh, over the past mm. uh, 12 months, which is always good and really easy to use 
And it's kind of one of those things like, why didn't, why didn't we do this earlier? Uh, it was recommended to me by a friend who's a bass player in a band called Simple Minds, rock band, who tour all over oh, the world. Oh, name dropper. So anyway, Simple Minds, touring all over the world when we used to be on planes. Uh, one of the challenges when you travel different countries, uh, you're always paying things and you're getting absolutely dinged on the currency transfer rates. Mm. So uh, there's an amazing, and also if you're being paid in different currencies as a speaker, you get hit by all the foreign currency transactions. So there's a tool that I use called TransferWise, TransferWise, uh, which I think is Irish or maybe it's UK originally. Um, and it's really great, simple app. It allows you to even set up different bank accounts in different countries, transfer across different currencies. And also they get, you get a credit card or a debit card with it. And when you pay things on that debit card, it recognizes which currency you're paying in. So it takes the money from that dollar account or euro account. And it's fabulous. So I love TransferWise. And but you just made, can I mention to this to you, and you told me something I didn't even know that they did, which I, I'm going to have to get now. Yeah, it's TransferWise borderless. So in fact, what you don't actually have to have accounts in different countries. You can have the money coming into TransferWise and then you can pull it out and put it into your sterling account or euro account or whatever, which is wonderful. So love that. Love that. You're fading in and out a bit there. Can you see that? Your your is your Am internet I? fading? Yeah, or is it just me? Is it my eyes? It might be my eyes. I haven't been to for an eye test this year. It's getting, it's getting towards the end of the week. Uh, I'm, we're using a different camera. This is our dress down Thursday. Um, we're not on our usual nice fancy backgrounds. We thought we'd uh, switch yeah. things up a little bit today as well. Uh, I've got my uh, Sri Lankan war drum in the corner. So uh, so that's that's going to get battered a little bit later. I know Tom Morley's with us today. I'm sure Fantastic. you would approve. Fantastic. Wonderful. Well, listen, it's been fun, hasn't it? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, sh shall we play ourselves out with our fun I think we should. If, if anyone, we're going to put all the links to some of the things we mentioned in the show. Give us about 15 minutes or so. Uh, go to thisweekinevents.com. Just enter your details there and you'll be able to get the show notes and all the links and all the tools in there, plus the ones we mentioned from previous shows. And please tell other speakers and other bureau owners and other event organizers about This Week events. It's every Thursday, at five o'clock UK time, London time, because it'd be lovely to see more of you here with us. So yeah, Maria, shall we shall we play them out today? Let's play the music out. Bye bye everybody. Bye bye. 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 Take care.